Don't miss a minute of River Wolves hockey this season. Catch all the games streaming live online at HockeyTV.com. Welcome everybody back inside the den. We are happy to be back with uh, episode nine after taking just a short week off. We were trying to figure out some uh, kinks here in getting the podcast uploaded to different uh, various podcast hosting platforms and get them out and available to you on more locations than just uh, Spotify and the original episodes on SoundCloud. And we finally do have all of that worked out. So you can find the Inside the Den podcast on uh, many different podcasting platforms, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, hopefully all the rest of them are working as well. It's uh, just going to be a short, sweet episode here today, as uh, I'll have my interview with Zach Surway coming up right after this, and then an interview with Blake Neudecker and Casey Couture. Just sat down with them for a few minutes and discussed their opportunity practicing with uh, Springfield's NAHL team just this past weekend. I'll also be joined by head coach Colin Bailey to uh, go over the River Wolves 4-1 loss at Cooley Region last Thursday and then uh, do a little scouting report and get you set up for a pretty tough weekend uh, in all honesty here as the River Wolves have back-to-back-to-back games. They have to go to Rochester on Friday night and then make their way over to Peoria, Illinois for a back-to-back contest on Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. So that third game will be a a turnaround and definitely a challenge here for the Riverwolves, but I'm sure Coach Bailey will have his team uh, up for it. And make sure you stick around for my conversation with him coming up here as well. So back to that uh, 4-1 loss against Cooley Region. This is the only game the Riverwolves have played since the last time we had an episode. The Riverwolves started Tyler Klatt in net. He he had himself a solid night, making 33 saves on 37 shot attempts. Cooley Region uh, started off the scoring at the 11.06 mark in the first and then uh, managed to get two more in the second period. Riverwolves would show a little bit of life in the third period at the 838 mark Alex Kelsall put one in assisted by Blake Neudecker and Dane Remeringer so at that point there was it was a 3 to 1 game with about 12 minutes remaining in the third period definitely plenty of time for the Riverwolves to come back but they would uh, play a scoreless game for uh, basically the rest of the time remaining that until Marco Escobar put uh, the final dagger in at the 1704 mark giving us a final score of Four to one. River was a pretty clean game overall. Four penalties, two in the first, uh, one in the second, and one in the third, and uh, five penalties for Cooley Region. So a pretty even game as far as uh, shots on goal and penalties. Actually, uh, shots on goal. River was out shooting the Cooley Region chill uh, only by one. But hey, uh, got to take a victory where you can get them. As typically, the River was uh, being outshot in uh, nearly every game this they've played this season, and uh, they go down, take on a talented Cooley Region team, and uh, end up outshooting them. So, again, uh, little victories, and this is something that Coach Bailey and I have been talking about all season. you got to find a way to put the pucks on the net. Uh, River Wolves average uh, just over a one goal per game, 
and uh, looking to find a way to change that here late in the season. So that's about all for recap. I will have my uh, preview for the upcoming three games against Rochester and Peoria when I talk to Coach Bailey in uh, just a little bit. Thanks for being with us here inside the den, and uh, proud to say that finally we have uh, all the kinks worked out, and you can find us on any and all of your favorite podcasting platforms, specifically uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, TuneIn Radio, and we'll be on iHeartRadio and uh, even more in uh, hopefully just a matter of days. We'll keep you updated about that uh, over on the Riverwolves Facebook page. You can find that by searching Wausau R Wolves, or you can uh, find it links to it on my Twitter as well over at Senholes on Sport. I'll be right back after this. I'll let you know uh, about upcoming promotions here. A lot of great stuff happening in the month of February for the Riverwolves here in Wausau. Thanks for being with us inside the den. We'll be back right after this. The Wausau River Wolves, Culver's, and the Salvation Army of Wausau have partnered together for a special night on February 14th. All fans are encouraged to bring a new or gently used teddy bear to the game, and when the River Wolves score their first goal of the game, fans then throw their teddy bears onto the ice to benefit kids in north-central Wisconsin. Don't miss this unique promotion. Get your tickets online at riverwolveshockey.com. And welcome back inside the den. I am sitting with uh, Director of Business Operations for the Riverwolves, Zach Surway. And uh, Zach, we have one more big promotion here to finish off the month of January and then a lot going on in the month of February to follow. Could you uh, run us down the promotions that we have remaining here, uh, the last one in January and then throughout the next month here, please, Zach? Yeah, so we have uh, upcoming uh, our next home series First, the Milwaukee Power, January 31st and February 1st. The 31st, that Friday night, it's two-hour beer night presented by Budweiser. Uh, and then that Saturday, it's Trick Savings Pack night, uh, the second of the year, uh, where fans can save on a special ticket package, get two adult tickets, uh, two hot dogs and two beers uh, for just $25, or the uh, student package is two tickets, two hot dogs and two sodas. With that, for just 12 and then upcoming a little bit later on uh, in the month of February, Friday, February 14th, uh, we have our annual teddy bear toss game uh, presented by Culver. So all fans are encouraged to bring a um, stuffed animal to that game. And uh, when the Rivers score their first goal, they'll be able to toss them out into ice uh, to benefit kids here in North Central Wisconsin. And I believe we will be uh, giving away a number of teddy bears as well for uh, fans that don't have them. Uh, yeah. as well is that correct yeah that's correct so uh fans can either bring their uh their you know purchase their own and bring them to the game or we'll also have um teddy bears uh for a small uh fee to purchase at the game uh to be able to to donate just in case they forget in that situation and as zach mentioned it is uh all to benefit kids from wisconsin but going back to the two dollar beer night um, a lot of people probably might not know this, but the puck drops at 7.30, but you can get your $2 beer a lot earlier than that. Uh, what time does that $2 beer special usually run from? So the $2 beer special runs from the time that the doors open, uh, which is 45 uh, minutes before the puck drop. So 6.45 for a 7.30 game. And then uh, that runs all the way through the 10-minute mark uh, remaining in the third period. So basically got about two, a little over two hours, I would say, um, to, to take advantage of that 
that special. Uh, so that's $2 Beer Night presented by Budweiser. And then we are back uh, the very next night on Saturday, February 1st with the Trig Saving Pack Night that Zach mentioned. And Zach, uh, what percentage of money are the uh, fans saving here? Obviously a great deal. Two hot dogs, two tickets, two beers if you're an adult. Two tickets, two hot dogs, two sodas if you are a uh, student. And both of those for just a little bit more than the price of admission, typically, right? That's correct. Uh, so on those packages, uh, they're saving five dollars on each package. Um, so it's you know it's, it's really good savings for people. So you know that's twenty percent savings. Yeah, so twenty percent savings, and you, obviously you could save that money to to other you know bills that you have going on, or to a future Rivals game uh, coming. So uh, we try to offer. You know, ticket packages that are family uh, friendly and can be affordable for people to enjoy a, a fun night out. So there you have it, the next three promotions, the uh, $2 beer night, the Trig Saving Pack, and then the Teddy Bear Toss presented by Culver's to benefit the kids of Wisconsin. Still got a lot more great promotions coming up later in the month of February that we will let you know a little bit down the road, but you can also uh, always double check them over at riverwolveshockey.com. And, you know, Zach, uh, we not only have uh, fantastic opportunities for the fans here, but also for uh, local businesses to get involved here uh, advertising with the River Wolves. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, advertisement opportunities for the upcoming season here with the River Wolves? Yeah, so uh, obviously the season's still going on here in the 2019-2020 campaign, but we do have uh, things that will be fast approaching for, for next season. Um, in terms of the different marketing partners uh, here in the community. Uh, we ha- have been really well supported uh, in our first three seasons. And um, one of the things that you notice, uh, people that once they jump on board, they do realize the value that they have at this facility here at Marathon Park with it being a multi-use facility. And there's all kinds of different events, not only happening obviously in the wintertime uh, at our games, but also during the, the summer and, and spring seasons as well. So if you're interested in some of the different marketing partnership opportunities here at Marathon Park Ice Arena, you can contact us. Just go to riverwolveshockey.com and click on the Partners tab, and you can shoot us a message, and we'd love to sit down and meet with you and go over some of the the different benefits and opportunities that we have here at the Ice Arena. All right, so there you have it. Uh, If you would like uh, further information, again, you can uh, always contact the Riverwolves front office for any questions uh, regarding pretty much anything Zach and I ever talk about here on the podcast. So, uh, Zach, thanks for being here with us today, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Head to Milwaukee Burger Company in Wausau to score pregame during the 1920 season. Buy two entrees and receive a basket of cheese curds 50% off. You won't regret it. And welcome back inside the den. I uh, guess we lied to you last episode by saying that uh, Coach Bailey probably wasn't going to be on the, on the podcast again until basically the end of the season because he's back here the very next week. So, uh, Coach, thanks for being with us here uh, this afternoon. want to jump right into your guys' uh, 4-1 to loss against Cooley. Game was a lot closer than the scoreboard may have indicated. You guys actually went down there and outshot the uh, Cooley region chill in their own building. Just walk me through that game a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, all-around great effort by us. Um, you know, I mean, we really competed hard, I guess, at this point of the season with kind of how we've been, how we've been going. That's that's fantastic. Um, you know, I guess basically, you know, ever since the Granite City game, I think we really kind of hit a turning point. And, you know, so to say, it's kind of weird, you know, as of right now, you know, the point in the season and kind of where we're at to hit a turning point. But, 
you know, our, our primary focus has basically been, you know what, let's just, let's enjoy each other. Let's enjoy being around each other. Let's just go have some fun playing hockey. And ever since that's happened, I mean, it seems like, you know, everybody's just kind of in, you know, what do we have to lose kind of deal and playing, playing fantastic. But, you know, I mean, Cooley game was, was great. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I mean, we played back and forth the whole time and generated some fantastic opportunities, great chances. We just couldn't capitalize where they, you know, where they were able to, and they scored a couple of fluky goals, which, you know, what are you going to do about, you know, tip in front of the net and then one word clack got kind of caught off guard and, you know, that's, that's unfortunate, but you know, it's, that's the way it is. And, um, you know, that's against great teams like, you know, like Cooley who has, you know, has been putting up some significant points throughout the season and has been doing really well. You know, those are, that's, that makes a difference. And finding a way to be able to have fun playing the game too, especially maybe when you're not having the most successful season. But remember, like guys, you're doing this because you love playing oh, yeah. this game, and it's supposed to be a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah even even finding uh, finding victories in that and being able to uh, be happy with your performance against one of the better teams. Yeah. Like you said, that's kind of the spot that this team is at in this point of the season. Obviously, so much more further along than than you were a number of months ago. Uh, so a lot to be proud of there. Big test coming up this weekend. Yep. You guys have a, had a full uh, week off. Actually, it'll be eight days off by the time you take the ice in Rochester on Friday. Uh, it's back-to-back-to-back to back to back against the Grizzlies, and then you go down to take on Peoria back-to-back back days on Saturday and Sunday. And then, of course, uh, with that third game on Sunday, it's a 115 puck drop, so you don't get out of the rink until maybe 10, 10.30 at night on Saturday. you got to be right back there yep. ready to play again. Uh, just a few hours later on Sunday. So we talked about this one time earlier on in the season, but these back-to-back-to-back weekends all on the road, all against very good teams. How do you prepare for something like that? Are the boys ready? Are they healthy? How's the team yeah. feeling? No, I mean, that, that break couldn't have come at a better time. I mean, it was fantastic. I don't think anybody stuck around town. You know, they got to go, uh, you know, either go home or a lot of guys went home with other players and, you know, got to got to see some new new areas and enjoy some time together. Um, as far as this weekend, you know, I mean, we're going to have fun either way. I mean, it, it, road trips are always a good time, the bus times or whatever. Um, but, you know, I mean, we're playing against a R- Rochester team who's, you know, exceptionally exceptionally skilled and, you know, exceptional team all around. Um, you know, I'll guarantee that they're probably going to be competing for the Frazier Cup towards the end of the season here. Um, so, I mean, as far as that, you know, basically same message. Let's let's go have fun. Let's compete the hardest, hardest that we possibly can. Let's make them earn, the, earn that win, you know, night in and night out. Uh, Peoria on the other hand, I mean, they're, they're another, you know, they're a sleeper team, honestly. I, I think they're much better than their record, you know, really shows. Um, but I think, you know, if we come out and we compete, I think we can compete very well with them. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, capitalizing on our opportunities again, because we will be able to generate opportunities throughout this game and throughout this weekend. Um, and, you know, that third stretch of the, you know, third stretch of the game is, you know, guys, we, you know, basically the message is you got, you know, we've made it this far this weekend. You got nothing left to save it for. You guys got the day off tomorrow. Let's just go out there, you know, play balls to the wall, and let's have some fun. Yeah, the uh, long bus ride home from Peoria on that third day would be uh, so much more enjoyable, more able to relax and just have a better time if you go out and you and you have a good performance. Yep. So, uh, obviously, the boys, you know how bad that they want it. Like, talking okay. to all of them over the course of this podcast and over the season, like, all these guys want to win. They all want to compete, and they're doing so at the very highest level. And, again... Oh, we've mentioned this before, but like the the Central Division is just so so talented. Oh, yeah. So uh, you can't really let 
let the record creep into your mind. Just know that you're playing good, solid hockey all season long, and you're improving. And again, we've also talked about this, but the NA3 level is about improving. It's Absolutely. about getting better as a hockey player. And if you're able to do that without necessarily even winning a game, especially against teams that are going to be competing for the Fraser Cup, I mean, it's just all good things happening for this yeah. team right now. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's it's easy to, you know, look at the record and just say, you know, oh, man, here we go, okay, whatever. But, you know, like you said, I mean, it's we're playing the best competition in the United States as far as the Tier 3 level. I mean, us in the West Division, you know, I think you can make a, a solid argument that those are the top top divisions in all Tier 3 hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, even just the fact that we're playing that competition night in and night out, I mean, it just makes these players improve so much. I mean, you just look at uh, at an individual player basis. I mean, just the improvement, you know, from all all around the board, you know, to where we are now. You know, regardless of, of whether it shows in the record or not. I mean, we are playing we are playing solid hockey, uh, and you know, on, on an individual basis, these players are improving. You know, an insane amount, which is fantastic. And that growth has been noticed. Uh, previous years, uh, maybe even previously this season, players like uh, Mitch Adelski, Raleigh Carlson have skated up in the uh, with some NA teams, but just mm-hmm. recently. Last week, uh, both Blake Neudecker and Casey Couture got that same opportunity. We talked to those guys uh, coming up in the podcast right after this. But, I mean, that's just another example of, like, players getting better and and uh, scouts at the higher level taking notice. Uh, those two got to practice with Springfield. What was your role involved in that at all? Did uh, those coaches reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Or how did you get uh, Blake and Casey involved yeah, there? Yeah, so, uh, so my, my former coach, actually, uh, when I played juniors as the assistant coach now in Springfield, uh, and so Coach Todd, uh, Todd Pocock, I mean, he's been fantastic. You know, I mean, he's one of the best coaches I ever had. And, you know, we, we've maintained touch, you know, throughout the years. And, uh, I mean, he, he made me such a better hockey player as well as a person. And, I mean, honestly, I, I think I could credit him and uh, his assistant coach, Ty Carlson, who's still down in Florida, I mean, for really making me want to pursue coaching. I mean, because they showed, you know, just, just what, you know, what it takes night in and night out. And, um, you know, I once uh, Todd took that job in Springfield, I mean, him and I maintained touch. And, uh, he, you know, he gave me a call. Let's let's get some guys here. Let's, you know, let's make make this work. I mean, that's a ladder development. That's the NA model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was fantastic to get them there, and then hopefully get get a couple more skates and keep keep moving on. Yeah, it's a big opportunity, especially for those guys who do have another year of eligibility yeah. in the NA three. But the fact that NA teams are already looking at them obviously yeah. is a positive sign. And uh, how cool is it for you to know, like you just told that story about what influenced you when you were a player yeah. to uh, make you want to go into coaching. How cool is it to know that, you know, you're early on in your coaching career yet, but over the years you're probably going to have those same impact on a number of different yeah. players. And, and honestly, that's kind of what made me, made me continue it. I mean, I, uh, you know, I got into coaching kind of unexpectedly, you know, because injuries, injuries took me out of hockey. Um, and, you know, I kind of was down and out. I didn't have any options. You know, I, I suffered with concussion issues. So school was kind of out of the issue, you know, out of the equation because of just, you know, I couldn't do it. Um, and so I got into coaching in, in North Central Minnesota, uh, started with the Bantam level. And, you know, last year, actually, you know, when I moved back here, um, I stuck with the same group of kids for two and a half years or so. Um, you know, I got a text from a kid, you know, he said, you know, you, you made me fall back in love with the sport. I couldn't thank you enough for, for everything. And uh, just just what an impact that you made. And honestly, I, I couldn't expect it. I didn't expect it whatsoever. But I mean, just just that really, I mean, it took a screenshot, sent it to my parents or whatever. And I mean, that's kind of what made me decide, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I love. And that's, I mean, that's all I can ask for, you know, it's, it's such a rewarding, rewarding thing. And I hope I can do that for these guys here. Rewarding is a perfect word for it. And it makes you, it makes you have that drive, like even deeper. Like you said, you kind of fell into this, but now 
you're, you know, as you get further along into it, you want it even more. Oh, yeah. You want to work even harder because of things like that and the impact that you are making. And to hear stories like that or get messages like that from a player, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've met that were like, I loved my sport all the way yeah. up until I was like 16. And then my high school coach made me want to quit or like I was driven out of it by whatever, like bad coaching. Yeah. So, you know, just the fact that you are able to have that, uh, have that impact on players means that uh, you're going to be successful at this and you're going to stick around for a long time. I've, I've seen the relationship you've built here with these guys uh, over the course of this year and the River Wolves. I've seen how hard they play for you. They all talk yeah. about how much, they, <laughs> how much they like you. So uh, you got a lot of good things going in your uh, coaching career ahead of you. That's, but, uh, that's the goal. So anyway, good luck this weekend as uh, you embark on your, I believe, four? No, it's three-game road three trip. Game, yep. And then you'll be back here on Friday, January 31st to... Uh, start a two-game set against Milwaukee, so we'll probably talk to you about those games, I don't know, maybe at some point next week. We haven't done a video interview in quite some time, so keep your eyes out. Maybe I'll make uh, Coach Bailey (laughs) do another uh, video interview here soon. But uh, until then, thanks for sitting down here, and uh, good luck this weekend. That is head coach of the Wausau River Wolves, Colin Bailey. Whether it's an employee outing, youth hockey group, school group, birthday celebration, or customer appreciation night, bring your group together and share in the excitement of River Wolves hockey. Take advantage of our group ticket packages today. Be the office hero and book your group outing with the River Wolves. For more information on group nights, visit riverwolveshockey.com. And welcome back inside the den for today's players-only segment. We have uh, returning guest, number 22, Casey Couture, and uh, first-time guest here with us, number six, defenseman Blake Neudecker. And I guess I should have mentioned uh, Casey plays forward. If you've watched any River Wolves hockey, I'm sure you know this already. But uh, we're sitting here with the guys today, going to talk a little bit about their opportunity with uh, Springfield up in the NAHL. Uh, you guys skated with them last weekend, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We skated with them on Monday and Tuesday last week. So, and obviously the goal for anybody playing in the NA3 is to eventually move on, play a higher level of hockey. Uh, you guys get an opportunity here to uh, maybe audition a little bit for, for a team for the NAHL. Have either of you guys practiced with the NA? I know um, like Mitch and I think Raleigh have skated with NA teams before, but have you guys? That was my first time practicing with an NA team. Um, a couple months back I skated with the Chippewa Steel practice all right so uh is this your guys plan like obviously you want to keep pursuing hockey you want to keep playing after the na3 are you both aging out uh i think we're both 2000 no, we right? both have another yep. year okay year. okay so you got so you got some time to work with but that's even better that it's not like your last year and you either have to make the na or you're done yeah. um so that's that's really nice so what's just skating with the na obviously you didn't really get a, a real game situation, but uh, just after the practice experience, what's one thing that you see the biggest difference between uh, either like the talent level or I guess the speed of the game, or what's the biggest difference playing in the NA3 versus practicing with the NA? I just think, obviously, like you said, the speed, but then the size of the guys. Yeah. Is, I, I think the two biggest things. What I thought was insane, too, is that like every pass that you got was right on your stick, like every time, like all the passes yeah. were perfect and everything was like done to perfection in that league well that makes sense because like obviously you know it's the best uh players and the guys with more talent that get to keep moving on right so the higher level hockey you play the better everybody around you is going to be and that probably will eventually work into making you a better hockey player as well you get to play with uh elite guys all around you so do you do you think you fit in nice were you a little out of your element like how do you think you guys practice i think we did pretty well i don't think it was 
too far out of our element, but still some work to do for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just some speed stuff to work on. Well, and like you said, you got another year yet. You're each, what, 19 years yeah. old, then that makes you. So a lot of those guys are probably well into their 20s. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there is a difference. Like, obviously, you grow a lot between the age of, like, 16 and 18. But then between, like, 18 and 21, 22, you can grow even more so. Uh, so you guys got a lot of room to work yet. But Casey, 28 points on the season. Uh, Blake, 12 points on the season, but some really solid work defensively. But what do you think it is that got you noticed by not just this team in general, but I know you guys talked to a lot of scouts over at the NA3 uh, showcase as well, right? Um, yeah, I talked to a, a couple of coaches at the showcase, a couple of colleges. But yeah. So what was you were asking? Yeah, so I guess could clarify the question, but what do you think it is like that's made you guys stand out and like uh, gotten the eye of these NA programs? Um, I don't know if there's anything like specific, just trying to play my game and get noticed, I guess. Yeah. Well, simple enough. I mean, what else, <laughs> what else can you do, right? You got to play your game, work hard, and Definitely. good things will come. So uh, I guess not really uh, too much more to talk about here. Just, I guess, keep uh, working towards that next level. We hope that you guys uh, both return here uh, to Wausau or at least wherever you end up in the NA3 next year. Uh, best of luck to you and uh, keep pursuing. Uh, Keep working hard on the ice. Obviously, you're already catching people's uh, scouts' eyes, and uh, you just keep developing your game, keep working on it. And I'm sure both of you guys uh, obviously have the talent to uh, keep on going if you want to, if you want to uh, keep playing hockey. So good luck along the rest of the way and the rest of the season here with the Rivals. Thank you for sure. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and that was number 22 <laughs> forward Casey Couture and number six defenseman Blake Noydecker. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Thank you.